0: see look i took a shower and fixed my hair i can't do a damn thing with it
1: <laughs> it's, beautiful. Hey, everyone. it's beautiful hello hello welcome to the fox den i have um two people in the green room and i and i appreciate them so much for coming here today we're going to be talking about the 10 terrains of consciousness and they're in australia now so they're coming from the future so we yeah. all did survive another day but let me play a brief video to explain who they are and what we are going to be talking about and then they will be with us and we'll start as soon as it's over Good evening, welcome to the Fox Den. Tonight we have Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf. They are the co-creators of the Ten Terrains Model and authors of the book Introducing the Ten Terrains of Consciousness, Understand Yourself, Other People, and Our World, which is being embraced and studied by people around the world as a new way to understand themselves more deeply and the shifts that are happening on the planet. After years of research, they are finally bringing their new model to the world to lead a way for a more harmonious future. American-born Alan David Reed is a global thinker and a visionary. He was a pioneer in the field of virtual reality in Silicon Valley, has worked as an architect, a builder, a planner, environmental landscape designer, has extensive training in applied and quantum physics and all branches of science is a historian, political analyst, and a philosopher deeply schooled and studied in divination science and the esoteric Gnostic arts, and is also a master dowser and a shamanic intuitive. He is a genius for pattern recognition, problem solving, and seeing truths that others don't see. Australian Tani Wolfe is a modern renaissance woman. She has been a corporate lawyer, Oxford scholar, screenwriter, radio show host, Personal development coach, workshop facilitator, Feldenkrais practitioner, high level writer, inspirational speaker, and public speaking mentor. She is a gifted communicator, storyteller, and linguist and is highly skilled at understanding human dynamics in all forms. She loves to hold space for deep sharing and growth in others, thrives on laughter and joy, and is a heart opener and inspirational spirit. Together, they are here today to help you discover which terrain of consciousness you are at, and to share how knowing this will enhance your life, accelerate your personal growth, improve your relationships, help you feel more empowered, and give you greater peace of mind about what is playing out in our world today. Welcome to the Foxton. hey everybody i am gina b this is D. we have alan and tani wolf with us tonight and we have a great great show we are going to be talking about this the book the 10 terrains of consciousness just, yes. just yes. one comment for everybody
0: who's watching okay i'm in i'm in Quebec, canada and we just took like three feet of snow off my roof tony and 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 alan are in uh, Australia and they're like melting because it's so hot. So like, uh, can we just like, because y'all are just below me? Could you like send me some heat because I'm freezing over here? <laughs> okay, have a <my> moment. <laughs> and
1: she goes, hey! yeah. and I yeah. have the, I have a fan in my room. cold air in. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hot in this room, but yeah, but all all weather aside, um, I do want to make a comment though. If you are listening to our Anchor FM venues any one of them spotify apple podcasts or whatnot please go to the fox den with gina b and mama d you are going to want to watch this Mm -hmm. actually you kind of need to watch this show because we are talking about symbols and what they mean and we are going to be pointing to symbols they are going to be discussing what they mean and those are the 10 terrains that we're going to be talking about. So please go again the the YouTube channel or the Facebook. Uh, share with your friends, because this is really interesting stuff. It's a concept that I had no clue what it was until I started reading it, and it is interesting. So that being said, welcome, guys, and thank you for braving the heat for us.
2: Well, thank you, Gina. We're happy to be here. Uh, looking forward to this conversation.
1: Yeah, we're really excited to chat
0: with both of you. It's little fun. I did the quiz, by the way.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. I think she cheated a little bit, but um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll ta- We'll get. To, we'll get to that, right? Because we will talk. We will talk about the quiz. Um, but what is the ten terrains uh, model?
2: Well, the ten terrains are um, basically lenses that we each wear on reality as a as a concept of the whole universe and and the cosmology that the ancients and the mystics have always been talking about that we're really living inside of one indivisible consciousness and we are all of that as is every atom and every star and every universe so what the ten terrains is looking at is how each of us are perceiving this infinite oneness and that is giving us rise to our beliefs, our perceptions, our values, and really what we feel we need to feel safe. And so it's a continuum that spans from us being fully integrated with that oneness and therefore feeling uh, that we are safe within that to being very separated from that feeling everything outside of us is going to harm us and we're constantly looking to feel safe and to find a way to to not be uh, attacked by the you know outside world so it's it's really looking at these different lenses that people are seeing reality through and it's a very powerful understanding in order to have you know the peace that you really are seeking
3: and in a really simple practical sense you can think of it as a map to show where you're at right now at this moment in time in your spiritual evolutionary journey because all of us are here to grow and evolve and change and expand and really the ten terrains I'm just going to check I'm going the right way It goes from this way to this way. Those of you who are watching the video, (laughs) the opposite on my screen, so I'm just checking. So essentially people are moving. People can move through this continuum of terrains. It's essentially a roadmap of your journey. So at any moment in time you're going to be at one of these ten terrains. And that is, the, as Ellen said, the lens. It's like a coloured pair of glasses you're wearing. At that point in your journey you might be wearing pink glasses or blue glasses, and you see the world through that filter. And it, 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 it creates your choices, the kinds of work you do, the kinds of people you're drawn to, the kinds of modalities and health modalities you resonate with. And sometimes people can feel like, oh, my God, my parents don't get me. It's like they're in a parallel universe. They're probably at a different oh, terrain. Of- yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes. you, you all get that. So it, it's a map. Think of it as a map to show where you're at right now in your journey. And perhaps earlier in your life, you were at a different terrain and you've moved and so you can see your growth and your expansion. Or perhaps you spent your whole life at this terrain or perhaps you're in the process of shifting to the next one in which case Everything's gonna change dramatically in your life. So it's a really fabulous way for people to find out Really where you're at what challenges you're facing right now in your journey And, and they're real challenges, but they're different at each terrain and what oh. lessons you're needing to learn right now at this point in your journey and each terrain has very different lessons learning but also the yeah. gifts you're here to bring. You know, someone at this terrain has very different gifts to bring the world, as someone at this terrain, and they're all equally important. They're just very different. So, you know, people who've done the quiz, like you guys, have done, have a real sense of where you're at in your journey, and that can answer so many questions about what's going on in your life. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to put, a, put a, um, um, the quiz. The quiz. Okay. Tenterrains.com. Okay backslash quiz, we are getting up
2: feedback again. Yeah, these really are parallel universes, uh, as Tawny is indicating. And so with someone, you know, we're we're each in one of these or moving from one to the other. So, but even at that, we're in a parallel universe to each other. And that's why you have such difficulties oftentimes relating to other people because they're literally seeing and relating to life from their universe, which has its own language, its own mimetics, its, 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 its own world. And you're coming from a different world. And so by understanding these terrains and by understanding these different perceptions that we're each having, you're able to bridge that uh, difference and that separation that you know, often we have with our family members our spouses, possibly uh, our neighbors or friends, so this really gives us a way to to come back into uh, coherence with all of you know all the people in our world.
1: And how you laid the book out? Oh, see, it's me. It's my. I'm hearing me through this. You're you're muted, Mama. Yeah, it's their it's their thing because they don't have the headphones on. Um, people tell me, can you hear the echo or is it just me? All right. So now, okay. What the heck? So long as they're
0: muted, you won't hear an echo because their speaker is so close to their microphone. That's because I just muted them.
1: Yeah, but I'm still hearing it. Oh, now I'm not.
0: No, you're not. Now you're not. All
1: right. Well, you're going to do that? Mute them? I'm going to have to. (laughs) mute All right, let me explain something. here. All right. So at the beginning of the book, you were explaining what you were just kind of basically explaining what the terrains are, how we're going to use them in our lives. And then you go into um, more in-depth, but not completely, totally in-depth, but enough that you understand what the terrains are. And as well, I was reading it because at first I really was, I was kind of dumbfounded. I was a little bit lost. I wasn't sure what I was, you know, getting myself into here, you know, and I read the book and then took the quiz. I, I Well, actually, I read about three quarters of the book and then took the quiz. And I found out that I am a diamond on the way to circle. Um, but I really related so much to the square, it's unbelievable. And I know a ton of people that are in the diamond um, uh, zone. And, oh my God, there's like, Oh, there's so much information. And as you're reading it, you will see your friends, you'll see your parents, you will see, you know, oh my God, yes, this is this person to a T. This is that person to a T. You know, this was me when I was in high school. This is me when I was here. This is, you know, and I could see it because why I related to so much of the um, square but then I was like, yeah, but you know what, I kind of left that a little bit behind and changed my way of thinking. And then as I read Diamond, I was like, yeah, I could relate more to that, you know, but and then the then the circle. I'm like, well, that's where I really want to be, you know, and and all that. So it's it's really mind blowing how accurate it is. Unmute them. <laughs>
3: Okay. It's beautiful It's beautiful for us to hear that, you know, it's really exciting because we've put so many years of work into this and when somebody really gets it and really takes the time to read it properly and really get it, because it is, you know, profound information, it's hard to convey it in a soundbite in a two-minute YouTube video, so when someone takes the time to read it and they really get it, we always get feedback, they're like, holy moly, this is really accurate, <laughs> you know, but it's so, it's so exciting for us to hear that because we find it incredibly accurate, I mean, I found it so helpful to understand my family, my friends, obviously my own journey, but just the people in my life, the community I live in, which is not a mainstream community. It operates very differently to the city I grew up in, which was at Square. The community we live in is at Circle, two terrains apart. So, yeah, we found it incredibly helpful. So it's it's really wonderful to hear that you've, you've really resonated with that too.
2: Yeah, the, the physics of this is actually quite simple, and it's, it's a, a very parallel idea to when... Uh, early on, most people thought that the Earth was flat and that it was the center of the universe. And, and things didn't really kind of make sense. It was very complicated to try and figure out all the orbits of the planets around the Earth. and, and just it just it was a lot of comp- complexity. And when we started to see the Earth is round and that it, it was actually following this this star and we're all spinning behind it and following it around, everything came into a very clear focus and it became very simple. And that obviously led the way for the accuracy of the mathematics to do the stuff with space shots and all. They couldn't have done that if they didn't have this right model. Well, this is a very similar idea. We've actually corrected what most psychology and other sciences presently think of as consciousness coming from within ourselves. It comes out of the brain. It's something that that's just with us while we're here. And then once we go away, it goes away. And, and that's really a, a very um, well immature sort of from a, from a <laughs> uh, perspective of the mysteries understanding of what we are as an infinite being an infinite consciousness and so with that that's like putting the sun at the middle of the model so with with that understanding that that's who we are and where we are always at within ourselves what we're looking at here is is really an idea of, of separation from that if I were to to use my finger to to say that I'm up here at at infinity, um, and that is my singular self. And that's what we all are, is that one singular self. I'm actually gonna switch my fingers. So I'm gonna put this rubber band up here. Now, if I pull this rubber band away, that's that's the degree of separation I am from myself. And that's really what we're dealing with here, is coming back to a healing, because it's a self-healing universe, we're a self-healing body, everything self-heals. So as we do the work that we come here to do, learn the lessons, release the traumas and the stories, we will naturally be brought back to this oneness. And so the system, the universe is bringing us back there. All we have to do is really get out of our own way, do the work, heal our traumas, heal our stories, you know, let go of of what we're holding on to, the attachments and and we will naturally come across this continuum. Gene, as you mentioned in your lifetime, you've obviously been on this path of healing and you're seeing how it is taking you from place to place. And it's an automatic process. All you have to do is remember who you are and and, uh, let go of your ego.
1: Right. And I'm muting you so I can talk, right? But that is the thing. That is why I am actually kind of like stuck in Diamond is because it's still a mental thing where In the circle, it's more of that letting go and trust, more trust-like base terrain. Unmuting you.
3: You know, it's really important that we don't judge ourselves where we're out on our journey. There's actually no, no one is no terrain is better than another. It's absolutely fabulous to be at Diamond. It's yeah, not I'm like in the pencil, though. it's so cool yeah. to be in our heart and be connected to nature. I mean, there's amazing things that have come out of people at Diamond, visionary, brilliant geniuses that have changed the world, the best artists, the best designers, all the new technologies. You know, there's so much amazing innovation because Diamond is a really incredibly cutting edge terrain. And so many of the things that we love that many people love about our modern era, you know, the internet is a diamond invention. And just for people that are listening, just explain what we mean by this. Um and we wouldn't be able to do this interview if it wasn't for people at the yeah, no. internet. Yeah. So just to yeah. give people who are watching or listening a little bit of an understanding of what Jean is talking about, about moving from square to diamond, because this, you're going to meet a lot of people at these two terrains. It's probably worth if I explain it maybe a little bit for a minute. Yeah. So people can because I'm square. Yeah, she's, she's square. I'm diamond gone away. Yeah. So Mama D is square and Gina's diamond. And you're going to meet a lot of people at these two terrains, or you may be at that yourself because they're very common in our world. Because the prevailing terrain in the culture at the moment since about the 1960s in the Western world is at diamond. But there's still a lot of people at square. And there's a lot of tension between the two. And so actually, I'm going to be a little bit naughty and go back to the previous one, Pyramid, just because you can't understand oh, Square unless you understand Pyramid. You actually can't nice. understand Square
1: unless you, you understand know where it. you came from. Yeah. I think those are the three. I think those are the three that
3: people will resonate most with. They're the three that are the most common and, the, and that are most represented in our popular culture in movies, in books, characters you, you're familiar with, people you've met. Obviously, there are people at Radial, the one before Pyramid, and there are many people at Circle and Spiral and torus and Infinity. Oh, oh, yes. But yes. the ones you're really going to meet... So, I'll just briefly explain Pyramid. And Pyramid is a terrain, it's called the will based terrain, because at this terrain, people have a real kind of survival strategy of. It, there's like a belief that the world is out to get them. It's not a safe place. It's like a wild west. Whoever's got the quickest gun is going to win and so I need to amass as much power and wealth as I can or as much influence as I can. So either I'm going to try and amass power and wealth or I'm going to find somebody who can protect me who's got a lot of power and wealth. So this is where you see gang culture and mafia culture but also things like empire and conquest we've seen over history where people have tried to conquer other peoples and take their territory and amass power and wealth. But it's also just like the little guy on the street who lives in the pub and is like oh the man's out to get me gonna get a <laughs> get it to myself. you know there's a lot of a lot of just ordinary people at pyramid and it's a terrain where it's every man for himself so it's like my survival the survival of my family my bloodline but they're not really caring about what's happening to anyone else and that's okay that's a point in human development there's reasons for it it's actually an amazing enormous shift from the previous one so there's there's a lot of gifts that come from that terrain But Square is interesting because Square arises in response to Pyramid. So at Square, the big shift that happens is that instead of someone being only concerned with their own survival and self-interest, at Square, you become part of, you have a sense of yourself as part of a collective. Like I'm part of a smoothly running machine of society and civilization. And at Square is where we get laws and we get banks and we get institutions and we get educational systems and we get centralization. So everything is replicated around the country or around the world. And now we have systems of education, systems of medicine and institutions. And, and, you know, we can see the huge benefits that have happened. Slavery gets ended when you move from pyramid to square and and everyone is treated fairly and evenly in in a system that's functioning properly at square. Obviously, there's a lot of corruption in our system. Square, but a, a beautiful, perfectly running system at square is very fair. Everybody's treated evenly, everybody's needs are looked after. So a lot of it, democracy, communism, all those kinds of systems all come actually are created at square. And, and it's a sense of a collective sense of how can we all work together for the common good of everyone. So you know you see COVID hit and everyone at square will put a mask on because they want to help protect everybody and keep everybody safe. They want to take the pressure off the hospitals. That's how someone at Square is thinking so it's a a big reaction to to pyramid because a pyramid it's like every man for himself you know i'm going to hoard all the toilet paper i don't care it's like we're all going to come together and we're going to work together to, to fight this common enemy whatever that enemy is and so then you see diamond which is a reaction to square and so at diamond so it's where your sense of identity comes from—the role you're playing in the system. I'm a teacher. I'm a doctor. I'm a cleaner. I'm a prime minister. It doesn't matter. It's—it's it's a sense of being part of the civilization, part of the order, and, and you've got a role that you're playing. At diamond, all of that falls away. So someone who, who shifts to diamond or who is born at diamond is really feeling like. I decide my identity, you know, I'm going to be totally original. I'm going to forge my own path. I'm not going to play some role that my parents want me to play or the society wants me to play. And so at Diamond is where you see gender exploration, all the gender fluidity in LGBTQ, all that. That's all coming from Diamond, you know, um, freedom of information, diversity, embracing of radical new ideas, cutting edge, hacking your health, you know, all this stuff happens at Diamond. And the Internet happens at Diamond because people who were at Diamond in the 60s, 70s, 80s who were coming up with this new technology, they're wanting to find ways to decentralize information because that square is all run from the central system and everybody is equally looked after. At Diamond it's like no we each want our own access, we each want our own access. So everything becomes customized and individualized, the technology reflects that, the political process starts to reflect that, everything shifts and, and we have a completely different culture now since around the 1960s the kind of prevailing collective terrain shifted to diamond so Summon at diamond is very much about i'm a unique individual i'm going to create my own brand i'm going to forge my own path there's not so much wanting you know stability and financial security like we saw at square and it becomes much more about financial independence and maybe it's a bit more risk-taking so you can see when when you hear this this very brief description you probably know people at both of these terrains and you can see why they clash a lot because the values are completely different so i'm just curious how you guys resonate with that since one of these is at square and one of these is a diamond
1: and well, I, can, I i think she's more she's more a diamond than she realizes I, I what she did when she was taking the quiz if you do the quiz online people um the questions she was kind of like playing the safe question and playing the safe question and playing the safe question and and I know her better than that. She's an oracle card reader. She's uh, she's a much more advanced, but she questions herself. She questions those gifts. She questions and you know, and there's no need, you know. So I really think she's already beyond the square, you know, uh, for sure. Just because I know her and I work with her, you know, and. Um, And I mean, I think she's like she's beyond me in the metaphysical sense, you know, because I'm still more into the very way of thinking and intellectualizing and, you know, planning and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a lot for me to get past that OCD. I have OCD. I mean, I do. All right, And my ducks need to be in a row or I will lose it.
3: <laughs> a lot of that is personality. Yeah, I was stuff, gonna say but... a lot of
2: that's personality uh, as as well. But certainly yeah. the quiz, the one thing we want your listeners to, to know is that the quiz is really a, a point of your self-reflection and it's a beginning point in this journey of understanding your terrain. It's it's a it's very accurate, but if if you're not really answering honestly or you're maybe not as aware of yourself it may not come out where you're exactly at it'll come out close it'll come out close but even even if not that's the point in this is that it's a it's a it's a point it'll kind of get you in the ballpark if it doesn't nail you directly it'll get you in the ballpark but it's a beginning point for you to start to go down this journey of of ten thousand steps to to learn about yourself because it's really what we're, we're here in this life is about self-knowledge, know thyself and, and learn who we are. And this is a way into that inquiry, that question of who am I? And, and partly by knowing where you're at, you can know who you are because they, they kind of go together. So this kind of gives you a way to, to look at where you're at and it, you know, reflects that depending on, on how you've uh, worked with the quiz. But then as you learn this model and get more deeply involved with it, you may go well, you know, um, actually, that's, that's not quite exactly right. Actually, I do feel I'm a bit more further here. So it's I'm
1: gonna, I want to put up a picture the the um, the where you are from the inner circle to the outer circle, can you explain what this picture is?
2: Well, basically, it's the idea that on the uh, right-hand side you've got what we in the white area we call nothing, and that is uh, what's, what's quite fascinating. Is there's there's this idea that everything is really the opposite of what our, our eyes and brains perceive. So, really, we are inside of this void, even though it looks like it's all inside of of, of that. So, the void is what is bringing rise to everything, and then these are nine densities if you will that get more and more dense so as you come all the way to the most separated point where the red is on the left side that's particle uh the matter-based terrain and and that really is a a point at which you are really very dense in your energy you're separated completely from yourself as an infinite being uh you're seeing everything outside of you so it's a polarity it's a, a complete polarity to what you would know if you're fully awakened, that you are everything and that uh, it's all inside of you. So it, it's kind of the idea of working from the outside in because it is an inside job, as we learn and when we <laughs> grow spiritually. But when you're starting out, you don't know that and you think it's all outside right. of you.
1: So right here. So the particle base, that's kind of like I, I'm, I'm going like you go from caveman to spiritual to I'm going to rule the world. To <laughs> <laughs> to okay well let's all rule the world together <laughs> then you start to get into more individual uh coming into your own selves you know uh, beyond and i mean kind of kind of just do the do that do the, do the brief um
2: each and one And those five those five are are really a perspective that's looking outside of you for reference. So your identity at Diamond is looking, you're looking outside of you for, for reference and, and relativity. So it's all of these five terrains are looking outside of yourself for, for a reference point. As you move to the next five, you actually go from outside to inside, from the head to the heart, and you begin an inner journey, which then kind of Mirrors that and reflects that, and and Tony will explain what that is. At Circle.
3: Yeah, I'll just run through them super quickly. Yep. Um, I, I've been known to do the whole thing in under three minutes. I can try that if you want.
1: Well, <laughs> I I can, I can believe it. I can believe it. You're so well spoken, and I love you, <laughs> I can listen to you. To, okay, you before you
0: Before huh? you start on that, I think I figured out what I did wrong, and and okay. I didn't. I can't say it's wrong. Um, I have two mindsets. One that takes care of my family and people around me, and the other one that focuses on me and what I want, what I need. So I think the square is is the family, and the the the, the diamond is my further along. I think my square is inside the diamond. It's just my issues.
3: It's interesting because, in truth, a person can only be at one spot in their journey. So wherever you are is where you are. It can't be at two. Sit down on the fence. you're probably, probably uh, at Square moving to Diamond, which is why there's all this confusion because when someone's at that point in their journey, like they haven't fully locked in Diamond on all levels, they haven't fully integrated it, they're still operating in many spheres of their life at Square, they're transitioning. And that transition from one train to another can take days or can take decades. Some people slowly move over decades from Diamond to circle or from square to diamond. some people can move in like a heartbeat suddenly they wake up one day and they've had a massive epiphany and you know collapse of their entire life and something so big has happened that they just wake up in a different place but for most people it's gradual so when a lot of people do the quiz they'll come out the report they get will be you are transitioning from one to the other and and that sounds like that's probably what's happening because in in the kind of really key areas where there's fear which is usually around protection of our family or our money or our wealth that's where your true terrain will show itself and so someone let's say who's at infinity is just in such a place of trust even around money even around their family that they will answer the questions very very differently so if you really are at square it will show itself when it comes to things like families your house your money, think your security, because square is really very much around protection and security. So it's, it's probable that you're moving from square to diamond, but obviously you would need to study this longer. I'd need to talk to you for a lot longer to be really sure, but you're definitely at one of them.
2: But I would like to say that there's, there's you could think of this as, as a, a foundation. The terrain is is what, you know, trees grow on, on the land, for example. And mm-hmm. so the terrain is the foundation. It's, it's the foundation of your spiritual place at this time. But on top of that foundation, you've got your behavior, your ego, personality level. And, and that uh, ego sense could, could have lag from where you're at. You might not see yourself as being as expanded as you are because you still have programming and behaviors and, and habits that are, are, are at a more contracted terrain, I would say, back that way. You may also be, and oftentimes people at Diamond, or seeking and searching for their identity will see themselves as being very expanded they may have some kind of experience, spiritual experience or metaphysical experience and they'll think oh now i'm enlightened well they have glimpses and we all have glimpses the difference is yep. how yep. long you can hold that frequency and how much you're able to be that in an embodied trust way
1: that. yeah trust that so and let go and embody
2: it we and i'll have, have moments but as you get more and more expanded across this continuum, you will actually uh, be able to be that and hold that as a way of being full time.
1: Right. Right. So you're going from the aha moment to, and then you still have your doubt to that fully believing, and then you can progress. But like, you know, I mean, when you get into the end, you get the Gandhis and the things like that are are on that end, that's that spiritual enlightenment and, and all. And that's like a whole nother realm. But I want you now. To go through them really quickly. Okay. I'll All, right. quickly. All right, buckle up,
3: people. I'm going to fast. I'm going to put my hands in the right direction because it looks
1: opposite <laughs> yeah. to us.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll start with the matter based terrain. So right. terrain. There we go. So, is. at particle. Essentially, this is the most separated you can be from your own infinite self. So this is a terrain where people are purely in reaction to survival moment to moment. They're not even thinking there's not even spiritual questions. There's not even deep questions. There's nothing. There's just there's a tiger. I better run or I'm going to get eaten. That's it. And you're really not going to see people at this terrain in our modern era, maybe if they were born in a war zone and spent their whole life there and know nothing else. But it's extremely rare. But if you think of kind of caveman mentality, and then the terrain after that, the faith-based terrain radial, it's a slightly misleading name because it's not It's not really about religion. The faith-based terrain is a point in someone's journey where they, they, they've suddenly given meaning to what's happening to them. Like it's not just raining for no reason. It's raining because the gods are angry at us. So you see that in kind of... Simple societies where there's a, a feeling everything's attributed to some power that's running that world and I, I'm being punished for my sins or I'm being, the gods are angry at me, you know, and that's, and that and a person at radio will, at the faith-based terrain Radial will, will do anything they can to please that deity or that power or that God. So in the world today, we see a small percentage of people at that terrain. They're what we call fundamentalists. It's not your average religious person who goes to church or synagogue. But it's the person who may be willing to do a suicide bomb, you know, because they're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. completely given over their volition to something outside themselves. So this is something not to do with religion. This is something to do with the relationship of disempowerment to something outside of yourself. So it's really important to clear that up because sometimes someone who's God-fearing, God-believing or you know, a, a Muslim or a Jew or a Christian or a Buddhist can think they're at radio because they're very religious and they're not. They do not operate like a person at radio. They don't well, have those. They're well, like a, a cult They don't make their choices in that place. So it's not about whether you're religious. It's about the degree of disempowerment that you've given up to something outside of yourself. Right. So but the terrain like after
1: cult lay, right? Yeah, like a cult.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the terrain away.
1: after that. Diamond.
2: <laughs>
3: there. Absolutely. Diamond. Pyramid. Pyramid. I mean pyramid. <laughs> it's so weird because I'm looking at the other. The wheel-based terrain. So the massive shift that happens at pyramid, the wheelbase based terrain, is that someone now does not believe that there's some giant thing outside of them that's controlling everything in the world. They believe they're in charge of their own destiny. So a pyramid is like, I'm in charge of my destiny. I make my own choices. You know, it's up to me to feed my family. You know, and I don't believe in anything. It's just me. I'm it. And I'll do whatever I can have to do to survive. And so suddenly it becomes about self-interest and all the things I talked about before, where it's like who's got this biggest gun will win, who's got the most power and influence, trying to dominate other people to get what you want, protecting you and your family at every cost. And just trying to get by, and there's a real victim kind of sense of victim consciousness. So a lot of there's quite a lot of people at this terrain in the world, and there's a lot of yeah, a lot of so much narcissists. It's it's more people <laughs> victim conscious, like this is being done to me. The world is doing
2: things to me. And I, I should probably just jump in and say that each of these terrains are really responding from an inner drive to feel safe, but that that drive to feel safe is is drawn from ten different awarenesses of what it feels to be safe. At, at a place where you're disconnected, at it, it particle, you're going to do whatever you need to survive because your safety is, is very tenuous and you're looking outside of yourself for, for what you have to do to survive and feel safe. As you become more expanded and come further within yourself, you realize that you are able to hold that understanding of safety within yourself and you have a deep trust in your infinite self and so your relationship is completely different to to the world at large
3: yeah so pyramid the sense of safety comes from amassing as much power as you can wealth whatever that means for you Um, and so then as we said we shift to square and at square the sense of safety comes from the system i will be safe if i'm part of a smoothly running civilization with order and law and, and 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 rules and institutions and I can play a role in helping everybody and being in service to the common goods. That's what we see at Square and it's very much about stability, financial stability, a well-trodden path. It's what we call the mainstream. It's what we call the it's mainstream. It. But there are a lot of spiritual people at Square. So you may have people in your audience who are at Square. We've got plenty of people <laughs> at Square who are deeply spiritual. Yeah. But, they're, but they're still very much coming from a place of wanting to be part of a smoothly running system. So then we get Diamond and the reflection-based terrain.
1: Um. diamond, yeah, The
3: reflection based terrain, as I said before, the sense of safety comes from your own ingenuity, your own individuality, your own ability to think outside the box and, do, and to, to just be true to yourself. Like diamond is all about who am I, what's my path, what's my purpose, how can I contribute, how can I change the world? People at Diamond want to change the world. People at Square want to fit into an existing system and do their best to help it. Like be a really good doctor within a medical system. Someone at Diamond wants to create a whole new school of medicine, completely new, completely new kinds of technology or completely new practices. Like they're just that. They're all about innovation for its own sake, and um, yeah, innovation, originality, ingenuity.
1: always fixing something always you know i can tweak
3: that i can make that better i can do that following your own path but it's it's very much just it's about identity so at diamond one of the key things at diamond is identity so we see a lot of subcultures at diamond people who are like I'm a goth or I'm an emo or I'm a this or I'm a that and they'll dress in the way that reflects that. I'm a spiritual seeker. I'll change my name to Cosmic Dave. you know. And and you know, I know a lot of people like that who've changed, they've taken on Indian names. They've, you know, It's all part of the persona because it's very important that diamond, that your world reflects back to you the identity that you're choosing, as opposed to being told you're going to be adopted by your parents. I'm choosing my own identity at diamond and everything I do will reinforce that, my brand, my social media, my clothes. So that's <laughs> That's, That's the paranormal <laughs> awesome.
1: field. We're we're in the paranormal field, and the paranormal field is a bunch of uh, yeah. uh, pyramids and squares, and. Um- <laughs> mostly pyramids. (laughs) So that's what he's talking about. And he's saying he's a diamond because he's just a silly guy. And we love him. Thanks for sharing that, George. We're not
3: seeing the comments. It's lovely to know people are engaging. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And you know, as I said before, so much innovation and so many of the amazing things in our world. So many of the artists, you know, have come from diamond. So many of the musicians we all love, you know, so it's an amazing terrain. And then what happens after diamond is someone shifts from diamond to circle. Yeah, there's mama. Yep, right
1: there. There
0: you go. The connection-based terrain.
3: The shift that happens here is the shift from head to heart and from outer to inner and from doing to being. So when someone shifts from square to diamond to circle, their life becomes much simpler. There's much less focus on doing and busyness and achieving and career, and it's much more my connection to my own body, my connection to my heart, my connection to the earth, my connection to nature. And one of the things we can talk about later in the interview is how – uh, in this current COVID situation where the whole world has been stopped and pressed pause, a lot of people who were already moving from diamond to circle have had that process sped up because so many of the external distractions have been taken away and the busyness and the doings been taken away that that process of coming into the body... No, no, that was a beautiful comment, George. We weren't... I'm not
1: having... Uh, I'm just having fun. No disrespect. This is just very interesting. And yeah Lester, no, he's a yeah, silly guy, he's a silly guy. Good. We love hearing
0: from the audience. He's stuck at um, home, so he's here, he's listening.
3: That's great. Yeah, so um, people, as they shift from diamond to circle, it's much more of an inner journey and, and they're doing a lot of work on emotions and connection to the feminine and connection to the earth and a sense of community emerges. We live in a community here in a part of Australia, which is at the prevailing terrain of circle. It is like living at Woodstock and it's so different from living in Sydney or Perth or Melbourne or New York or London. It's, it's dramatic. And, you know, it's all about everybody comes together to, to look after the most vulnerable people, whether it's the Indigenous people or the animals or the, the unborn children and there's a deep connection to the earth and to the ancestors. And People aren't really dressing up. They're wearing natural clothes. And it's not as part of an image. It's just because they are genuinely connected to the earth. You know, there's natural ways of living and eating. And it's a much simpler life, much more similar to Indigenous cultures because Indigenous cultures gen- generally are at circle, the connection-based terrain. Right. So then after circle, we move from circle to spiral. Yeah, I can't do it. The coherence-based yeah. terrain. So the shift that happens here is at circle, a person is really deeply connected to the web of life. That, you know, if a tree gets cut down, a person at circle will feel it in their own body. Like they are connected. Yeah. At Spiral, jo- oh.
1: JoJo. Well, we it's JoJo. We call JoJo. I love her accent. It makes me miss Australia. She's been oh. there a few times. She loves it there.
3: We miss you. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sweet. Um, so the thing that happens as someone shifts to Spiral is they is it expands from a sense of connection to the web of life and the earth. To a sense of connection to the whole cosmic tapestry you know, to the infinite to, to multi-dimensional living to past lives to different galaxies and people that spiral can really go down the rabbit hole of really out there stuff but it, it's not from a place of the mind because i'm studying cosmic stuff or identity because i'm a cosmic person it's, it's just their pull to that because their sense of self is expanding beyond 3d and beyond planetary stuff but because of that the deep deep need of someone at spiral to feel safe and to thrive is to be in coherence on all levels of their being their body their mind their gut their heart their intuition their higher self their higher knowing they're always checking in with themselves does this feel right for me on all levels is this resonating with me on all levels and a person at spiral can't do something that doesn't feel right for them that's not authentic to them that doesn't resonate with them on a deep level so they're, they're not following a path usually, they're just in the moment, this resonates with me Like Eckhart Tolle's work, The Power of Now, that's coming from Spiral. All of those teachings are, are, are really relevant for someone at that terrain or really helpful for someone who's moving towards that terrain from circles. So it's really about listening to yourself. Um, it's a deep knowing that I create my own reality. So people at Spiral always work on clearing themselves, clearing their triggers, coming back into, the, into love. Constant real-time clearing because they know that they create their reality from their own energy field, from their vibration, from their beliefs—not not just beliefs. at diamond—it's mostly about beliefs. It's spiral; it becomes much more about your energy, the vibration, the energy that you hold. Yeah,
2: they're very aware of their frequency and uh, and the understanding of different frequencies and raising your frequency, being more in the frequency of love. So it's it's a a, a real presence to frequency and alignment and resonance and vibration.
3: Yeah, and then the shift that goes from spiral, so you're going to still meet some people at spiral, there's maybe 2.5%, 3% of the population is at spiral, so you will meet people there. Now, when we get to Toroid Infinity, there's less people at those, maybe 1% or 2% of people at toroids. So Toroid is the fractal based terrain, and you'll see the symbols. Those of you who are watching the video, I haven't been mentioning this, but each terrain we've given a symbol which kind of tells the story. And so you'll see the first five each have a little dot. Because those terrains are still an individual on their journey. It's only when someone gets to circle that they really have a deep sense of themselves as part of the interconnected earth, you know, the life cycle of the biosphere. And that's, and that's when the dot goes. And so from then on, we start to get more multidimensional shapes. We see they would go thinner and thicker because they're now dimensional That's sort of the visual representation. And at toroid, we see the whole quantum field in that symbol because at toroid, someone really, they may not have a sciencey brain, Someone at Toreg may not understand the field, they may never have studied quantum physics, but they're embodying it because they have such a deep sense of trust. They know that they are looked after in every moment, they're coming from service, they have a very deep connection to their own infinite self and to truth. And a lot of the great teachings of the world, the religious teachings, the great truths, some of the most brilliant scientists we've ever had, they're bringing information through at that terrain. This work, the 10 terrains, came through at, at at Toroid the fractal-based terrain. That was the prevailing terrain between us at the time when we created this. So it's like it bring you are bringing truth through. And and it's not so much about research like what happened at Durant yeah. and we're going to prove hypothesis. It's just a direct knowing this is true because my ego is out of the way. So I don't care if it's true or not. I can just feel it's true. You know, I don't need to be right. At Torrid, you don't need to be right. You don't need to teach. You don't need to be a guru. You're just a, a, ve- a vehicle to bring truth through. But you've done enough, you know, people at Torrid have done a lot of work on themselves. So the ego's out of the way. They're purely in service. So whatever needs to be said will be come out of their mouth. So can I, they can-,
1: can I ask a question at this point? Because, um, like, I have these different gifts, weird gifts. Right. I know things. I know how to build things like all right, you're an architect and a builder. I was a designer. Um, it kind of came naturally to me. You know, um, I built things from when I was a kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I can look at something and I see it blown up, you know, and I can put it back together. <clears throat> Sorry. And I just know how to um, like when I was working. I would know how to tile. I would know how to, you know, rip down a wall and put it back up. I would know how to do all these things. Just it it comes to me. And I and I see it all laid out like a movie in my head. I see it. I know it. And I can do it. And I trust that I can do it. I do it. it doesn't even matter if I've done it before or not. I just dive head in and do it. And I see it step by step by step. Again, my OCD is all my ducks are in a row. But I would do the job. I would get it done. It would be perfect.
2: Well, the thing we have to look at is the fact that we are all an infinite being at um, if I can get the. Yes, we we already have. And, and this is where in, in our imagination and magic is magic is really about imagination. We all have that capacity of imagination at our essence. And it doesn't matter what terrain you're at, we all have that ability to dream and that's what creates reality is our dreaming, our imagining, our visualizing. The difference here is that whether you believe your magic, whether you believe your ability as creator, at infinity, you realize as you see it, you create it, and you are fully responsible for the creation that you're imagining. So you're very careful on what you're thinking because you realize your thoughts become things. And very quickly, too, I might add, as you become more expanded, you're, you're, you're in a very quickened state. So you're much more conscious of your thoughts. Negative thoughts are going to smack you inside the head really quick. Good. Um, as you're more contracted, you don't believe your imagination. You don't believe your ability as, as a magical creative being. You you question it. You doubt that. And so we're really looking at degrees of doubt away from that knowing. And so then you blame and you you don't take responsibility and you think it's happening to you. So there's a, a different relationship that, that comes out of the imagination as to what what you do with it.
3: But also, I also just want to talk about talents because what you're talking about, Gina, is you have an incredible genius and talent in an area of design and architecture and 3D building, all that. So you can just do stuff. So. Everybody has a talent in an area. So for me, it's words. Like I can just write, I don't even have to think about it. I've done that my whole life, whatever terrain I was at. And some people have that with colours, some people have that with music, some people have yeah. that with food. Like so we all have an area that our personality and our brain is really incredibly good at and genius. That's not what we're talking about with terrain because you'll you would have had that at every terrain you're at. That's just you. Oh, that's yeah. your personality. Yeah, view. that's it. That's well, how your that's, brain that, is that's built. That's how your brain is built. So what I'm talking about at Toroid with the access to truth is that in every moment, regardless of what's happening to the person, whether there's a, a virus sweeping through the world and everybody's in fear, regardless of whether they get cancer or they're sick or their boyfriend breaks up with them, they will have a perspective on that. That's coming from such deep trust that they know they are looked after. There's no fear there. They have a direct knowing coming from the divine, coming from the infinite. That means they are in such a state of peace and it's not to do with whether they're a brilliant writer or they're a brilliant builder and they know exactly how to make science or they know exactly how to make art because we all can do that at every terrain. It's a relationship. With what's unfolding in their life, that is coming from such deep trust because they know that they are, that they know that the universe is toroidal. They know that they're looked after. They know that, you know, there's, that we're infinite and immortal, and it doesn't matter if you die because you keep going in a different form. Like that, they innately understand all of that. So their relationship has so much to the reality has so much less fear in it at Toro. So if you're if you're, and that's why they bring you through such deep truths because there's no fear in the way, there's no blocks in the way. And so if you're hanging around someone at toroid, the fractal based terrain, you probably feel quite calm around them because they are actually radiating that deep peace because it's just innate to them because that's where they're at in their journey. And so you might not know that they're at that terrain. You might not know anything about them. There may just be some guy on a bus, but you'll feel quite calm around them. And this gets even more extreme at infinity, the unity based terrain. If you were to be around someone at infinity, you would feel such calm around them <laughs> Ooh, my water bottle <laughs> you see it was a sign sorry jump my teeth <laughs> but at infinity the shift that happens from tori to infinity is now a person is in an even deeper place of trust where moment to moment in real time they completely have surrendered their ego they're just 100 percent in service to the divine at every moment if a bullet was to come they would just dodge you know that they, they wouldn't be like worrying about the the shooting, you know, they're just in the moment. And if they if they felt they were supposed to take that bullet for some higher purpose, they would. They're just in the moment. Whereas at Torah, someone is still asking questions, like asking information and the information's coming back. At Infinity even that has stopped. They just are uh, they just are the information. They don't need to ask anymore. And and someone at in Infinity, like a lot of people like Buddha, you know, a lot of the people throughout history that have been called enlightened are people who shifted from Toro to infinity. And at that point, people can feel that the ego has gone. The ego has dissolved. The person is just 100% there in divine service of, of the infinite that we all are. And they're not the big spiritual teachers. The big spiritual teachers tend to be at diamond, maybe spiral. They're not at infinity. A person at infinity doesn't have any need to teach. You know, they're just a quiet, humble person usually. They're just some dude, you know, and you just yeah. walk past them like, wow, I feel really calm around that person. Yeah. They just, they just are, they're just there. And at this point in their journey, they just want to be a witness. They're just here to be a witness for what's unfolding. They're not trying to change anything. They're a total surrender of everything. They're just here to witness it. They're just like the eyes of the universe witnessing itself. That is what's happening at in infinity. And then no thing, which is quite an abstract one, is basically when you pass even beyond that, it's what people might call ascended masters, beings of light. You know, they don't even have any beliefs left about needing oxygen or corporeal form and this is just really an extreme that we've put into the model to really give context you're not going to meet anyone at particle you're not going to meet anyone at no thing like you you know i mean they are here but you're not going to meet them because they're in a a light form but you know people do work with those beings
2: well we have seen people with particle stories of children that have been raised with animals dogs and coyotes and and how they they literally are just like the coyote they're particle is sort of our animal self and just its purity. And in, in that sense, it, it is a bookend uh, to no thing because they are just in the moment. They they don't have all this mental stuff going on because they haven't been programmed. They just are like the animals that they've grown with. Very basically in the moment yep. living yep. life. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting particle. thing to look at because there's because this is holographic. There are uh, parallels. It's just that the relationships are, are uh, are, are different depending on, again, whether it's a perspective outside or, or apart from or whether it's inside and, and you.
1: Yeah. So now how did you? OK, so we went through them really quickly. Now, particle, when I said it was caveman, it's just because it is it's like basic instinct. You got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to have shelter. You know what I mean? It's like take mm-hmm. care of yourself and live. <laughs> right. Oh,
2: animal, anim, animistic uh material. Oh. Yeah.
1: And that. Yeah. And that, you know, but. Um, but when you two met i mean how how does this whole concept even come into the conversation yeah. i mean how did you know let's write a book on let can we pull these symbols together and write a book? You know what? What was the initial well, conversation? Yes, before
3: I tells the whole story, I'll just say one thing: We never sat down to create this. This is the sort of information that comes through came. you without you wanting to. And you, were, we thought we were writing all sorts of other things, and just this stuff kept coming through. Like shit. One day we just start writing it down. Well, there, there's a secret.
2: <laughs> there's a secret that the mystics teach, and it has to do with the quest which is the question, which is the inquiry. They're all the same root vibration, the same idea, ask and you shall receive. Mm -hmm. So I have been on a journey through my life to understand human nature, to understand this world, because I saw such disparities as a child growing up. I was blinded by the trees when I was a child, and I had a dysfunctional family, and I'd always retreat to the forest, and they'd talk to me and teach me, and I'd go home and get punished, and it just was like, what is going on here? So, for me, it was a journey of trying to reconcile all of this. And uh, it's taken me through all of the mysteries, deep studies into Kabbalah and the, the I Ching, and all of the dowsing and divination teachings, as well as the mystery schools. So, there was a, a journey that, was, that life was bringing me on, that my infant itself was bringing me on, because I was asking the question. And in a a parallel way, Tani was also looking to understand human dynamics and asking a similar question because of the family relationships and and things that were going on for her. And as we met and came together, we were trying to understand the world and how we wanted to fit ourselves into it with with projects and and, and, uh, products and such. And this just started to emerge because it was in, in the process of looking at other systems that had been created, other ways of seeing things We started to see that, yeah, these things are starting to touch on it, but that they don't really quite get it yet. They weren't quite there. And as that process deepened, this started to emerge as the answer to why they weren't getting it and what was really needed to be seen here. And so this is just something that's come about. We started writing a couple of very deep books on this process of the idea of beinghood, which is to live in an in enlightened consciousness in your diet and in the ways you have money systems and legal systems and everything around it. This model really is one page out of that writing that we stopped to say, well, this seems to want to have a little more form. So we stopped to write a bit about it. And that what we thought was going to be a short month to just write about it. Ended, ended, being up, a ended up being not that um, ended ended a whole the, body of work is now a mystery school unto itself. But that just shows the fractal nature of things. You can take one little piece out of a body of, of truth and you can expand that to to blow that up to be a whole other body of work inside of but also, the
1: words. thing yeah, is, you yeah, this is what happens when you guys can come, come up with words. That's what
3: happens when we have a conversation. <laughs> like, you're, you're probably getting a sense like Alan and I are total polar opposites, I and mean, you can't get two more opposite people. And we actually, just so people know if the record, started up in a relationship. We were trying and to live not
1: together
3: not now. Yeah, not now. Yeah. No, no, we broke up four years ago, but we're still very close friends and colleagues. But we were trying to like live together, two completely opposite humans. And the thing is, because we both had such similar questions and and our relationship was very much uh, in this realm of ideas and abstract, that's where he and I, can. that's where Alan and I connect. We're not really connecting in the more normal emotional sexual realm. We weren't compatible in those areas. But the place we were compatible was in the realm of spirituality and, and ideas and from the heart, I guess from the heart up. But because we have such totally opposite brains and totally opposite ways of thinking personality types but we're asking the same question what is underneath the differences between people what is real number? No, what's underneath personality what's well, there's something else going on here but beneath their childhood wounding there's something else going on here beneath the way their brain works and whether they're introverted or extroverted this and we could both feel there was something else going on And, but what we're asking this question from two opposite brains, like Ellen's brain is like a scientist, mystic engineering, very left brain. And I've got less like words and psychology and humans and art and expressive and just totally opposite brains. And, And the information started to come through. You know, we, we would sit in this space of real deep inquest and inquiry, and the information would start to come through, and then we would really attack it and interrogate it and argue with it. Like Alan would go and sit and brood and ponder and meditate on it for weeks, and I would <laughs> argue with <laughs> it, asking <it laughs> <a news laughs> him questions, <laughs> to be a liar. and I'd be like, "But that, but that can't be right. But what about that? What about that?" And so he would just funny. see and I would like. Ju- ju-
2: ju-
1: ju- 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 yep. <laughs> and I'm, like, two of I'm us, like, I'm like, if you guys had a child,
3: it would be me. I'm like, break, I'm the both of you. Well, our child is this book. Yeah, right. <laughs> our child is this book. And one of the reasons why we broke up was we realised that the truth came through that we were brought together to do this work and we never set about to do this work. We never got together and said, let's come up with a model that explains everything in the universe. We, weren't. <laughs> we were We trying to understand people so we could do branding and marketing for our, our own projects. We were like, but we can't do this to really understand people. <laughs> and so <laughs> one day we were like... I think we should just pause on both of our other projects because we each had our own projects and just write this stuff down that we've been talking about for the last few years. I'm a good writer. I'll just write it down quickly. And then like we're running pages and it was like a whole teaching And as the more we got into it. And one day we're like, we need to write an introductory book. And that was this. And what happened was as we started to share it with our friends, they were like, whoa, this stuff's really true. And as we started to see it, we started to notice it everywhere in our friends, in our family environments, in the world, in current events, in politics, at local community gatherings. We were like, oh my God, everything we're seeing is, is showing us that this stuff that we're bringing through is accurate and then over the years we started to develop a questionnaire which was not the quiz you guys did it was a much longer one took people an hour to do and we used to assess it by hand and people wrote essays it was a long thing but it was part of our process of really coming to understand this work and being able to eventually create the very short quiz which you can now do in five minutes but we, we could only create that after years of working with this much deeper questionnaire and the stuff that people would write to us about their lives, which just showed so clearly their journey through the terrains, I mean, it was just powerful. And our friends started to say, you guys got to start teaching this, not just to us. Like, this is actually really helpful. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, we, we finally went, okay, okay, we'll stop our other projects. But it wasn't like we want to do this. We were, dr- we were dragged to this by, our, by like from an inner place because Spirit was just bringing this information through us constantly. Uh, but it's it, got it got is got it got is got so it, the field so between
2: good. us is what this emerged through.
3: The field yeah. between us. Yeah, neither of us would have come up with this by ourselves, no way. Right. Mm. Well, it is nine o'clock, it is our
1: our midpoint, and I do need to do our our um gonna do two commercials. So we'll be back after that in a few minutes. Right? Go cool oh. down. Yes, it yeah, cool down, down. down, you guys. Yeah, you have about five minutes. All right, we'll be back. This is fascinating stuff, people. Share the video and watch. The Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear, one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. He has decades of investigating starting with his team at NEPA and as lead in the popular local TV show Ghost Detectives, he has experience of how spirits could be seen or heard. Using this knowledge, he has manufactured equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. He is the only manufacturer of the popular lifelike trigger prop cats and dogs. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these prove to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HTO, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object, such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HTO will light. It has a sound option as well. This device was used in Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. The dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. This is to back up the theory that the spirits manifest using static electricity. Using several, you can track a spirit, for example, walking down a hallway, setting off each as it passes. The geophone detects vibrations. This is another way to track movement. If a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell, set the sensitivity and place the device in that area. Its band of lights will show a range of vibrations, from the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting the entire range. The Easy Scan Ghost Boxes are very popular due to the ease of use. They are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is unique and all custom hand decorated by Gina Bankston. The VPod has a special place for those who love the idea of REM Pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device, it is a must-have in your gear bag. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher. Visit www.vortexghostgear.com to view all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with Ghostly Excursions taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the USA. Visit www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure hello everyone i am gina bangston proud host of the Fox foxton with gina b and mama d airing every thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m eastern standard time and i'm also going to be doing a few occasional special reports interview shows with tiffany bell we have some amazing guests lined up Subscribe on YouTube and watch those ads as you're not going to want to miss any of our shows, including our pop-up reading shows. Why am I making this video? Well, quite simply because I make all my own show ads and bio videos for my guests. And many of you have asked, can I do this for you too? Well, the answer is yes, and I'm calling this P Fox Advertising. I can make you a banner, a picture ad, or a video ad for your products, services, events. Treat your guest special with a bio video ad if you're like me doing your own podcast or if you're going to be a guest on a podcast and want your own special opening video. You can run your ad on the Fox Den. I can create an ad or run your pre-made ad. You can also be a sponsor of the Fox Den. Packages vary. If you choose to run your ad on the Fox Time, for the shows you book, the ads will be seen and heard live on YouTube and Facebook, as well as our many growing Anchor FM venues. Prices vary for content, duration, type, for various lengths of time. So, what are you waiting for? Contact me, Gina B, at gbfoxinvestigates at gmail.com. Talk soon. Okay, we are back, but I do want to put up a, a couple more things here really quickly. Uh, on the ad on that just played for my PFOX advertising, this was on there. All right, this is a special report that I'm going to be doing with Tiffany Bath, and this is with James Arthur Ray. That is next Tuesday from 7 to 9, so that is a special pop-up show. And then, in yeah, Mama D will be here but down below in the green room, she will be running our um, comments and putting our, you know, links in the, in the ads and stuff. And she'll be doing that. And then in two weeks, we're going to do another two shows. We'll have a Tuesday and a Thursday show, but they'll both be with Mama D. And we are going to have the Booth Brothers on, on the Tuesday, only for an hour. And we're going to be talking about the, their new, um project the attached and it's a it's a really really great um spooky yes it's spooky it's spooky but it's a, it's about things that can happen to you on investigations and what you can take home with you and it's like seven stories and they are filmmakers and paradoxy drama people and they've done incredible work and you'll see i have a promo video for them and all kinds of stuff you know so that will be you know so next week we have a show on tuesday and thursday and then we have next the week after that a show on tuesday and thursday and so we're
0: busy
1: yeah we, we, we we have a busy few months coming up so we want you to do that and then also one more thing mama d uh, (laughs) sorry about that but she is going to do a show on sunday and you can tell them about that really quickly
0: yeah it is with um on youtube it's with paranormal 666 don't get all freaked out they're not about the devil i'm gonna be on the show it's not about okay well maybe you never know with me but um on paranormal 666 on youtube and spooky pages the paranormal page on facebook it's an open group. You can go check it out. And, you know, I will share it on my page as well. It's, it's all about me. Oh, God, there can be bored, so.
1: <laughs> She does a lot. See what I mean? See what I mean about her? She just constantly, she's like she's doubting Thomas. Stop it. You're great. You're wonderful. You're marvelous. So you wouldn't be with me. <laughs> true. This is my brain coming up see this is how we work so well together but now for you guys i hope you cooled down a little bit on that that little bit of a break you've been putting out a ton of information i think people are going to have to watch this show a few times but you definitely need to get the books and mm-hmm. also when you get the book and you do the quiz and mama can you put up that that or find that banner but you'll get these analysis reports for what you're what your result will be. So you, there, there it is. dot com backslash quiz. Take the quiz. Yes. It's, it's a, you have to pay for the quiz. Sorry. You just got to put the information out there. It's $5 and a little $1 fee. And you know what? It's worth it. And why is it, it is. worth it? Because the information that you get and, and Honestly, you read the book and you are going to see all your friends and relatives and people and communities, um, how how things are run, like what Tani was saying about where she is. Can you take that off? Yeah. Um, where she is in the community, their community is like a circle. That'd be like a Lily Dale, you know, for for listeners that are like you know listen to us all the time. You know, we're more a little metaphysical type thing. Would be like a Lilydale, Dale, um, you know, community. But all in these things, so, so it's not just personal. It is, it's like community, uh, country. To global, you know, and and people could be in these different shifts. Now, this is a question I have to ask. Through the years, as we go through, we just entered the age of Aquarius. So do you, if you looked back in time, would you see a big shift in any of these terrains when when we transition like that, going from, you know, Taurus, the bull, to Aquarius, which is more enlightened?
2: There there definitely is a correlation. I'm sorry.
3: I was just going to say maybe explain to them Well,
2: yeah, I was just going to maybe just I'll, I'll back into this question with just a couple of points. Uh, the first being that, yes, uh, we invite you to go take your quiz because that really is because everything's a fractal. It's best to start with you as an individual at your point. So as you take the quiz, that's that's a place for you to, to start to come into this awareness and into this this work as well as just into your own self understanding. By taking the quiz, you have an opportunity to get a, a report that's that's specific to that result, to that position on the continuum. And so it, it basically will tell you about the other terrains. It'll tell you about yourself in that moment. And that way there, you can really sort of get an anchoring of, of you. And then as you read the book, you start to get the more general knowledge of the whole model and, and, and the other terrains, but it's it, now you've got a grounding around you and then you can start to bring the other in and it'll start to really flesh it out and make a lot of sense. So you've got you as one terrain and anybody around you, they they have their terrain, and when you put the two together, that creates a, 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 con, a, a sum of the two, which is a prevailing terrain. And so you can have a prevailing terrain between two people, or a family, or a group of people, or friends, or an association, whether you're professionals or or your neighborhood association. So these prevailing terrains are then the governing, because we're dealing with a quantum field here, and so the individual in that field is going to then be part of the the greater whole it's like you know the sum of the parts is great the whole is greater than the sum of the parts and so the prevailing terrain is that that synergy of the whole of the field of a group of people coming together and a community coming together or a nation coming together and so we see this it once you really get this you start to see how nations are at each other because of the prevailing terrains being different or they're aligned or they're you know at each other um and so we've seen over history now to to the question is that the prevailing terrains through history have evolved as people have individually awakened and this does follow the there because there is the galactic. 26,000-year cycle and these other, you know, processions that have come down through history, we actually do see that there have been times in, in history where we were prevailing at a very expanded place, and then some cataclysm came along, or something happened, and then everybody got sort of thrown back into, into the caves, and <laughs> uh, uh, then, you know, we started to then slowly come back to this this collective awareness. because we never left the you know the infinite self that we are at this end but as trauma hits either individually collectively we can be um, brought back into our shell so to speak as what we call contracted terrain because you've you've contracted in from this this need to protect the self the ego and so we see this through history with aquarius now i'm very hopeful that what i'm seeing is that what where there was a window last year that uh, was exploited for um, the last, uh, you know, hurrah to really try and put things out on the planet that would um, uh, potentially be of a controlling nature. But now with this shift, uh, I'm seeing a, a real movement in the other direction. Almost, um, it's like the pendulum is swinging back very quickly now.
3: I just want to say something though before we get too far down that rabbit hole that. <laughs> Understand about prevailing terrain is that the, the prevailing terrain of a culture or a family or a corporation or a civilization or, or a city or a country, the prevailing terrain creates everything in that culture. So it creates the the kind of political systems you find, the the music, the the art, the politics, the social systems, the culture, the the social culture. So if we look at just the Western world over the last couple of thousand years, we've gone from pyramid, the world-based terrain, kind of the dark ages... To, to square the order-based dream where we had the industrial revolution and suddenly we had all these systems to centralize everything and to get medicine all over the world and to get education all over the world and to replicate everything and, and create organized systems and governments and law and order and end slavery this is everything that came out inevitably came out of the shift to square and then around the 1960s we saw the collective western culture shift from square to diamond and suddenly we have you know love and free love and freedom and then we have self-exploration we have the personal growth industry be born and we have the internet and we have all the things i talked about earlier about customization and individualization of products and we have totally different kinds of music and different kinds of art and now we're getting now that we're fully in diamond and we fully in because it's a it's a long shift from the beginning of the the, tr- the trek from square to diamond it's kind of like there's a valley and there's a valley and in between the two there's a big mountain and so someone's (laughs) someone's at square and then one day they kind of start to feel the urge to start to shift and there's a big long journey up the mountain which takes a lot of energy and then you get to the top and you can see the next terrain but you're not there yet and then you start to go faster 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 so that's the same for civilization so as we sort of started to go on that journey at the start of the 1960s from square to diamond. And we've really landed there in the last decade, like the last couple of decades, like we're fully a diamond now. We see it in everything. Like everything on Netflix you watch is coming from diamond. It's all about, you know, taking our brains and putting them into a robot and gender fluidity. And we're all going to decide. I decide who I am and you decide who you are. and We're all total individuals. And that, all of that is the expression of full diamond. No more square. It's like full diamond. And so what's happening now is, we didn't get to spend that much time at Diamond because it's like stuff is now happening globally that's starting to kick us into the next shift. Um, circle. <laughs> that could take 30, 40 years as well, but each each trip is a little bit quicker than the previous one because the whole thing's happening on a giant bell curve that is speeding up and speeding up. That's, that's the bell, nature of a bell curve. Um, so we took maybe thousands of years to move from pyramid to, to square and then maybe a few hundred years from square to diamond and you know, probably it might only be a few decades from diamond to circle. But what, what what everyone's feeling at the moment, which you could call the age of Aquarius, which has maybe been predicted through horoscopes and, and astrology, is at the moment, since everything that's happened last year, we were kind of, when we wrote our book five years ago, we were predicting that sometime in the next few years there might be a shift to circle, but we never could have anticipated that it would have happened with the global pandemic and everything being shut down Suddenly, the whole world stuff has been triggered. Everyone's fears are triggered, whether it's your fear of the virus or it's your fear of the government or, or it's your fear of other people. It's all been triggered. Everybody's stuff is up and then everyone's been locked down together and having to sit with their stuff and can't distract themselves. And that's the prime conditions for awakening and realizations and shifts and growth and expansion under so much pressure. It's like the pressure that a butterfly goes- But,
1: there's, butterfly. but there's that. And then there's the opposite end too of the fear, getting back to the fear-based things is because, you know, now you can't go to your job and you're going to, you know, you could lose your house, you can lose your business, you can lose, you know, so that fear thing. And again, like what Alan was saying is, is putting that person back in that shell. And then on the other end of that spectrum is, is the people that are expanding that are doing, you know, Oh, well, we have zoom and we have Streamyard, we have this, we can connect with people. We can, you know, let's let this, uh, metaphysical connection this this celestial celestial. Uh, celestia, I can never say the word the prophecy book the prophecy prophecies. what you're saying Thank is really
3: we, we've actually made a series of videos on YouTube that people can watch just look up ten terrains on YouTube where we mm-hmm. go through each terrain and how people are reacting to the COVID situation from their terrain and so what you just described was like how all the different terrains are approaching this And so each terrain, people at each terrain are responding very differently as some are going deeply into fear. Some are using it as as a trigger for growth. But the thing is, when you stand back far enough from the perspective of Torrid and you look at the collective field, the collective culture overall has been so discombobulated by this and all the people who were already in the process of moving from diamond to circle, from doing to being, from head to heart, they are speeding up that transition. And the effect that that is having on the collective, because that's such a large group, that's the largest group on the planet at the moment. That's one of the largest groups, That the group at Diamond and then the group Diamond moving to circle through the second largest. Um, they are moving faster and they're pulling the collective with them. So even though some people are resisting and fighting and still at Pyramid and Salt Square, the collective terrain is actually being affected. The quantum field is being affected. And so now what we're seeing is the very beginning point of that leaving the valley to start the long climb to circle. not we're not there yet we're nowhere near at circle yet but it's just that's what you're feeling the shift that everyone's talking about the age of aquarius is the leaving the valley of diamond to start the long journey because once our civilization shifts to circle we're going to be in a very different world it'll be much more like indigenous communities there will still be community but so sorry there will still be a lot of technology but the technology will be very different kinds of technology much more based on by mimicry and living in harmony with the earth and a much simpler life and much more much more connection, simplicity in our lives.
2: Yeah. I would say the difference is going to be whereas diamond tends to use technology for progress against nature. Uh, when we get to circle, we'll be using technology to help and further nature. And you see this now in some of the, uh, I've been seeing some documentaries that were different farms using technology to, to help their, uh, uh, ways of working with the land and working with the different uh, interactions of the animals, the land and the bugs and everything. So they're monitoring and mapping that. And actually the technology is really being used to support and further nature rather than, well, let's just take this forest out because we can put a factory here. I'm
1: telling you, there was a part in the book where where it said, you know, you could feel the trees, you know, the the angst of the trees and everything. Yes, I was there. Uh, my house in Oxford, why I bought my house in Oxford, Massachusetts was because it was on top of a mountain. I had neighbors only on one side of the house. And then there was a big, long stretch of of woods that they said no one could ever buy. Two people owned it. No one could ever buy it. They can't, the land doesn't perk. Don't worry about it. I loved it. And then all of a sudden, one of those partners gets bought out. And then all of a sudden, everything perks. Now they're going to start building. I sold my house. I sold my house. I was like, I got to get out of here. But I went outside one day because I heard this ungodly sound. They came in with these equipment things. This thing was grabbing trees and this giant blade was going, wow. And it was just like, poof. And then that arm would throw a tree down i mean a bird would not even have a second to fly off of a branch is how fast these trees were going i was crying i was out there i was just like oh my god what are you doing i'm thinking my fox families you know i had two fox families that were coming up they live over there all my animals all my you know the birds everything i'm like oh my god you're just destroying just and they did this before winter and winter on there when on top of this mountain it was horrible it was like being in Can- in canada with mama d i mean it was just so cold so snowy if they said oxford was getting five inches of snow we got 10 and it stayed i mean it was like from november to june we had snow it was the reason why i left <laughs> but that and they wiped out my forest and built houses all over the place there but mm-hmm. It was like, why did they do that? Why would they do such a thing and then leave it for the winter? If they're going to wipe it out that fast, they could have done it in the springtime. And now all these poor animals, the ones that didn't get crushed by the trees, have to go do new homes. And the ground's already frozen. And I mean, I was like, yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was horrible. It was just horrible. over.
2: the result of uh, of of the consciousness of of someone who is not seeing their connection to the forest and they just see it as a commodity or an asset or uh, something you know to be made money from uh you know yeah. to mine it or to harvest it so there's there's the differences between the relationship to ourself as life and so this also goes into the the medical models and into the money models and all of that. When you have a separation, a perception of separation, you're gonna have a a relationship that's gonna have you, us versus them rather than if you're at a more expanded place where you're really getting that there is no separation, that you are them and they are you and you are the tree and, and you're everything together then you find ways of, of utilizing uh, the technologies and and doing things that are in uh, resonance with the forest. You may, you know, the, the one thing that I've often thought about is the uh, masters in Japan would sit with the land of uh, where they're gonna build something. They would sit with the land and they would talk with the trees and the tree, one tree would say, well, you can take me and put the house here. And it was the perfect sighting. And, and that tree became the wood for the house, but it was it was all done from a place of, of a very conscious relationship to the land and to the house and to the tree. And it was, it was, you didn't just come in and wipe stuff out and put a house there, it may not have belonged there. So, hmm. and, and that oftentimes, being, having been an architect, I've often seen, they've had to try and cut the land and sculpt the land to put a house there that really didn't belong there, but it, it just ended up being a, a problem for the, you know, erosion happened and it wasn't, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know. yeah. Elements that would that would hit the the building, so it, it wasn't a well designed, uh, and well thought out. But when you actually integrate something with the land, and when you integrate something with nature, uh, you find that it works very harmoniously. That's, that's
3: this yeah. Comes and really that's
2: expanded consciousness.
3: Yeah, that I mean, is so different. Indigenous communities, indigenous communities around the world, tend to be at circle, the connection based terrain, and they're living very much in a symbiotic relationship with nature, in harmony with nature. So, yes, they may kill an animal to eat it, but they will do it with reverence and have ceremony as yeah. they eat it. Honor The animal uh, giving of its life in service to the community. And it's, it's all and the cycles of birth and death and going back in, the bodies going back into the land and natural deaths and natural births. And it's just a, such a different relationship. And our culture is not connected to that at the moment. But there are pockets, there are pockets around the world of communities that so-called that do live like that. There are indigenous populations that are also non-Indigenous populations that are communities of people that have come together who are at that terrain, collective connection-based terrain. And so there are still examples of that on the planet. And as we shift towards circle over the next 30, 40, 20 years, who knows how long it would take. It could take longer, it could take shorter. I mean, the crazy stuff happening in the world would speed it up. But at that point, we will be living much more connected to nature, much more in harmony with nature. And yes, technology will still be used, but it will serve a different purpose.
2: And there's something I'd like to just touch back on about what you were saying about how, you know, say someone a Diamond, when this COVID thing hit, there was part of them that was reaching out to try and do Zoom and, and connect, and there was part of them that was contracting. So there, in the in the middle terrains here, you start to see a bit of a, when, when there's a trigger happening, somebody may, out of habit, contract a little bit as well as expand a little bit. And so they will do that for a moment, but then they'll come back together. And because this whole momentum is moving toward our, our self-healing, what we're going to see with this Aquarian age, if you want to call it that, is that people are going to snap back and, and, and like the rubber band snapping back, it's going to start happening that the fear will go away and they will snap into, well, what can we do to, to get? And I'm seeing this all over the world. I'm seeing people stepping up, uh, really standing for the truth of what's going on in the medical arena and legally. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch people all over the world starting to really stand in their power now and come into their power and not just be told what to do and not just take what they're being told as truth. They're exploring for themselves or trying to find out what's really going on. So in times past, hundreds of years ago, or even not so long ago, you might've had the collective hunker down and really believe the story of the narrative that they're being told, but that's not happening now that narrative is being challenged, that narrative is eroding. And, and those that are trying to control the narrative aren't really sure why, but they haven't understood this idea that, you know, may have worked in the past when the prevailing terrain was centered around pyramid or centered pyramid. around yeah. square. It's like a, like a
1: third world country in the pyramid. Is more expanded.
2: Um, it's a different game and it's a different vibration. It's a different whole relationship. And, and that's what people are responding to, because Spirit's really in charge of this whole evolution. And, and while there may be players on the, on the ground, is because they say, you know, this is a stage and we're players on it. Um, the players may think they're doing one thing for whatever their agenda is, but the reality is Spirit's really playing everything. And the reactions, the side effects and the blowbacks and all the things that are happening are, are quite fascinating to watch because I'm watching Spirit bring all of us home to our infinite self.
3: Yeah, we made a really interesting video actually on YouTube, about a 20 minute video, really talking about the higher purpose of what's happening at the moment on the world with COVID. And we did talk about this, how there's kind of like certain forces trying to keep everyone in control, trying to keep everyone in control and fear. But there's the the, the deeper force, that's underneath everything. You can call it spirit, you call it life, call it the divine, you call it the infinite, whatever you call it, that's actually pulling us towards our true nature and our true self and, and you know, all the king's horses and all the king's men can't stop this shift that is going to inevitably happen because even these people are part of that. They're playing their role in the ultimate higher good of everybody in our collective growth and our collective shift. But isn't
1: it so, isn't it kind of funny though that you don't that you think you think that that I feel that we should be a lot more enlightened globally than we are. Um It still baffles my mind that some people are so stuck in that pyramid, like a third world country, you know, and stuck in that pyramid and believing things that are being told to them and the propaganda and that's their life and that's what they're taught and that's what they believe because that's what they're taught, you know. But in this day and age of the internet, of knowledge just out there, that they don't have it, you know, and, and it's like, how do you get it to them? You know? Um,
3: well, just... the thing is, some of the diamond that, which you guys are, that the urge for everybody else to grow and expand is really strong. And so people are Diamond tend want to be teachers. They want to be change agents. They want to shake everyone up. They want to wake everyone up, oh, wake them up, shake them up. Like that's the urge of Diamond. That's what you're here to do. You're here to change the world. If you ask someone to spiral this question, they'd say, well, it's okay that they're on that journey. It's okay that that's where they're at. I want everyone to be where they're at. Everybody's playing a purpose for the highest good of everybody else. So it's always going to depend where you're at in this continuum, how you're going to feel about where other people are at. And it's really understandable that if you are at diamond, it can be very frustrating when other people don't shift and grow because you're at a point in your journey where there's so much growth and expansion you want everybody else to be like that. I know. Come on. Get on on the wagon. From a perspective of, say, toroid, the fractal-based terrain, everybody is exactly where they're meant to be at this moment in time for the highest good of all, including the people at Pyramid and at Radial and Particles.
2: Yeah, what we want to really look at is, is across uh, this, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a bell curve, I'm going to point it this way, there's a bell curve. And so um, in order to keep that bell curve, that, that balance, you know, we're in a dimension of relativity here in 3D. And so in order to keep the whole thing in play, there's always going to have to be some people that are going to be holding that terrain in a, in a contracted place so that we have what I call the law of contrast, you can't know the day without the night, so that the rest of us can say, wait a minute, that's, you know, that's not my choice, I want to move, I want to move differently now, I want to grow away from that, I want to expand, I want to heal, and so, but we wouldn't know to do that if every, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with uh, the infinite many times, that it's like, if we were all enlightened, well, we wouldn't need to be here. You know, yeah. there would be no, there'd be no game. There'd be no, there'd be no game here. No uh, there's no classroom. Yeah. So it's, it's all, as they say, perfect because everybody's playing a part. There's the bad guy, the good guy, the relative, right. it's all relative. But in, in the infinite sense, there is no good or bad or right or wrong. It's all relative to your beliefs and your perceptions. And so we're, we're playing all of this out so that we can really get the deeper truth of, of what we are as infinite consciousness. What we are as a as a being on a journey uh, to learn about who we are, to remember really who we are, because we never lost that.
3: Think about it. If you were thinking about a neighborhood, imagine if everybody in that neighborhood was moving house at the same time. I mean, it would be chaos, and there That's would be the no best. sense. Of, there would be no sense of neighborhood where if you have a few people that stay there and everybody else moves and comes and goes. Then you still got a sense of that neighborhood. It's kind of like, sure. you know, most families will have somebody that really their, their evolutionary role in their family is to grow and expand and shake everyone else up. And there'll be some people in that family whose job is to stay at the same terrain their whole life and really go deeply <laughs> into that place go deeply into that place where they can provide a point of contrast and stability against which everyone else agitates and grows. And that's just how a little family system works. Imagine that as a collective human system, we need people to play all the roles.
0: Yeah, true. I,
1: mean, true. I, I, it. I get it. So whatever, whatever terrain you're at, your perception is your reality. Yes. Right basically and that's and that's it so i want to run through i want to run through all your co- connections here right now okay so for-, for all the connections just hang on a second for all the connections that Gina's just about to tell you about they're
0: all in the chat rooms on both youtube and on facebook all you gotta do is click the link and go to it and don't forget that you can get these books on amazon.com and
1: Amazon.ca. there you
3: go and so, amazon.com.au
1: and A hey, so, U, yeah, so you got Aussie and Canada and the States and everywhere. And we're all
0: around the world tonight.
1: <laughs> right? we're, global. we're global tonight. We're we're working together. All right, so it's www.tenterrains.com. terrains, T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S dot com. That is the website. Then to take the quiz to find out which terrain you are on. It is www.tenterrains.com backslash quiz. Then we have their YouTube channel, so www.youtube.com backslash c backslash 10 terrains. And go there and watch all their cool videos. (laughs) They are on Facebook, so www.facebook.com backslash 10 terrains backslash. Put it in there, just go to Facebook, search. 10 terrains. They will come up. They are on Twitter. So twitter.com backslash 10 terrains. Have you getting that, you know, this is nice and easy?
0: Simple. Just out. put in 10 terrains and you, I'm sure you, put in 10 terrains on Google and on 10 to one. everything will come up.
2: Everything oh, will come up. That actually, the email should be 10 terrains as well. Team at 10 terrains.
1: Oh, let me fix it. Oh, you know what? I threw that in there at the last minute. Okay, hold on. To email both of them. Yes, team at 10, 10 terrain save. Nope, that's not right. (laughs) That's not not right. I got two T's. But the one we most recommend people
3: to, the the two things we most recommend for T, E, and T. Nope. Nope. (laughs) The thing (laughs) we most, The thing we most recommend for people to get started with this work is firstly to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we do a lot of free videos and they're two-minute videos, three-minute videos. We've got some on there applying the 10 trains to movies. I did a series where I applied it to Game of Thrones and why that's such a different show than most other fantasy genres because it's coming from a different terrain. We've applied the 10 trains to COVID. Uh, we just do lots of short little three minute videos and they're free and it's just an easy way to learn and then the second thing that we really recommend is for people to do the quiz because it only takes five minutes super interesting only costs five dollars and uh, it's just a really good way to start your journey of learning this information, to learn about yourself, where you're at right now, because you might discover that you have actually shifted terrain since you were a child or a teenager. It explains why you're so different than you used to be, say, 10 years earlier, and you've drawn to different kinds of careers or different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And it will really help you see the challenges that you're facing right now and why they're actually different from the challenges you were facing then and maybe different from the challenges people around you were facing. And it will also help you see the gifts that you're here to give the planet at this point in time. And then, yes, you can then get a report as well. After you do the quiz, some people choose to get the report. We highly recommend that because it's about 40 pages and it goes very deeply into your position on this continuum. Maybe you're at Circle moving to Spiral. Maybe you've only recently arrived at Circle from Diamond. Um, And that report will give you a lot of information. And so we really feel that once people understand their own terrain, then they can start to learn about the other nine terrains. So at that point, you might want to buy the book or watch. We've got a, a two-hour presentation on our website, or watch some longer interviews like this to learn about the other terrains. But it's always good just to start with your own terrains. Really, really great way to get into mm. it. If you remember
2: but, any, remember just one thing: is the TenTerrains dot com website because links to everything are are yeah. there uh, to the social media, to the book, all all different, uh, many different uh, online vendors, mm-hmm. all bookstores, if you walk in and ask for it, they can order it for you. Um, mm-hmm. The videos, as we mentioned, and we've got playlists of, uh, of interviews as well, so that you can- Lots of interviews, uh, so free interviews. Uh, watch uh, what we've had to say to, to different questions. So th- yeah. there's a lot there that will get you, uh, Uh, quite involved in this work if
3: you are someone who likes to read definitely read the book i mean it's an interesting book it's very easy to read but it's deep it it is and it's
1: mind-blowing it really is like i said you will relate you will you know i mean i i really did resonate a lot with the square you know as i was going even from the beginning of the book when you just kind of briefly said what they were you know i was like oh yeah i'm definitely i'm square i'm singing to myself hip to be square all this stuff you know the whole thing and then i'm reading i'm going well wait a minute hmm you know and so
0: you know you know what this means right i have to get the book now you need to get them really
3: the <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's interesting about the fact that you resonated so much with square it's probable that you spent most of your life at square until recently yeah. you know and so Often that happens. Like you, you can read the book and go, oh my God, that explains. Like I've been a Diamond my whole life, but now I'm at circle. And God, that diamond stuff is so familiar to me. And I still have some habits from that time, right? You can still have habits and behaviors that are left over from 40 years you spent in a previous terrain, because that you know, it takes it can take some time for everything to catch up to where you're at in a spiritual sense. So let's say you've been at square your whole life and then At the age of 40 or 50, you shift to diamond, you know, your entire sense of relationship with reality has changed. But takes some time for all of your behaviors to catch up and the way you're living your life and your lifestyle choices and the work you're doing. And, you know, sometimes we have some resistance to being authentic to where we're really at now. So you can still have a lot of ties to the previous terrain, especially if you were there for a long time. But there's other people who've passed through a few terrains quite quickly. And they don't really have that issue because they didn't spend that much time at each terrain. But if you've spent your whole life at one, it would definitely feel very familiar to you. And there'll be a lot that you resonate with because you've been there your whole life.
2: Yeah, right? I, I think you, should just do a, an idea of, of ne- uh, Russian dolls, nested dolls. If you, if you think of, of um, 10 nested dolls, 10 Russian dolls, uh the biggest one the outermost one is is no thing. and then inside of that are the more contracted more contracted to the innermost one is particle well if you're at some point in the middle let's say you're at, at diamond then you're about the you know middle doll in this group you, you're aware of all the little dolls inside of you so you're aware of the previous terrains but you're not aware of the ones that are beyond you the, the more expanded dolls, are the or the dolls, or that even mean, if you are aware,
1: you just might think that they're out of your reach,
2: or you could think of them as out of your reach as well. If you have a, a sense of them, but you'll you'll one one thing we we've gotten very clear to on this is that with the previous terrains, they're very clear. We you know you you can see them. You, you see them anthropologically. You see them through history. You see them in your life. You see them with your neighbors but the others just seem like the outer range. You may see someone hugging a tree and think that's a little bit weird, or somebody's doing some energy work or some kind of uh, resonance thingy majiggy that you don't really understand. You just think, oh, well, that's a little bit weird, you know? So it's, it's um, you just don't have any, you can, you can have relationship to the ones, the more contracted terrains, but you, you don't really resonate yet with the, the more expanded ones because you have nothing to anchor. and the
3: opposite can actually happen because we're in an era where there's so many wonderful spiritual texts and spiritual workshops and spiritual retreats you can go on you can you can have glimpses of say spiral or torrid or infinity in your experiences maybe someone takes ayahuasca and they have a moment of being connected to the infinite and for a few minutes they feel like they're a glimpse of what it might be like to be at infinity or they, they've studied about energy work they've read books about it, they've done courses on it and so they, they feel like they have stuff in common with someone that's spiral and they do have stuff in common they understand mentally a lot of the same things but it's, it's very different there. to be actually at that terrain and it's kind of like it's kind of like someone watches Crocodile Dundee and thinks they know what Australia is like. <laughs> <it's a> <laughs> uh, I think everyone's riding around on kangaroos, woo-hoo!
1: Yeah, wrestling alligators, right? Yeah.
3: yeah really, it's <laughs> really not like that, but it's like that, you know, you, you might be in, a, you might work with energy, you might do sound healings, but you're still at diamond or circle. But then when you actually shift into spiral, the way you're embodying that work, the place you're doing it from is actually very different. And you'll be like, oh, oh, now I understand what they meant by coherence. Like it's just, it, it's 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 actually very different when the person's at that terrain than when they've just read about it or trained in it. Right.
1: Now it's great to have this knowledge and to understand, hold on, to understand, I know, you really want to speak No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm like, no, because I got a point. Um, It it is great to have all this knowledge and whatnot, but to actually put it into practical use in your life, a relationship, you know, as you read this book, you can say, oh my God, now I know why that past relationship didn't work. You know, Mm -hmm. you guys mentioned it briefly, why, you know, why your relationship uh, mentally worked, but physically not, did not work, you know, but you'll see it. And this could help you with a potential partner. You know, like, oh, well, you know, and and then if you have this under your belt, I mean, I think you, you can spend less time with the wrong person.
3: <laughs> all, all modalities that enable us to understand other people help us with relationships. Like if you understand personality types, that really helps you. If you understand someone's Enneagram, that really helps you. If you understand their childhood attachment wounding and the trauma they went through as a child and how that's playing out, that helps you. The thing that most people don't know about is you also need to understand someone's terrain because that is really the fundamental operating system underneath everything else so regardless of whether you're a personality match or they both got the same attachment style if you're at different terrains there can be other things that can happen other problems but you won't really understand why they're happening because you seem to be a personality match and you seem to be a match and all the other things and then there's other people who are their terrains are the same and on a spiritual level they're at the same point in their journey but their personality clashes so there's, there's always different things playing out in relationships but we just want to offer this as another one that is worth understanding because i've certainly found that when i understand the terrain of men that as i'm single at the moment so when i understand the terrain of men that i'm dating or just to understand the terrain of different members of my family or my close friends It helps me with the language I use when I speak to the person because I can say something in a way that's not gonna be so scary or threatening to them because I know really what's driving their need for safety I really understand how they see the world and it's not necessarily the same as me so instead of judging them or trying to change them I can actually have compassion for them I can really be supportive of where they're at in their life and when I'm trying to share my journey sometimes I leave certain things out because I know it's just not gonna they won't get it there's no point wasting my energy but I can say things in a different way that will land with them. And, and honestly, so many of my relationships improved once I understood the 10 terrains and most of the feedback we've had from people, I'd say most of the feedback we've had has been about how it's really helped them with their relationships. And a lot of people will get their husband to do the queers or their, colleague or their father or whatever or the child a lot of people get their children to do it because we have a lot of older people that do our quiz maybe in their 50s or 60s and then a few weeks later we see the same surname come through from someone in their 20s <laughs> so it's really interesting
1: family, there's often generational
3: terrain clashes that's a really common one like the father wants the child to follow the same path that their whole life but the child wants to go and do some totally out there thing and it's actually a terrain clash it's not a personality clash so it's really helpful stuff for improving your relationships and your communication but also if someone's like in business and wanting to market their products or their teachings or whatever let's say you're an energy healer your market is probably people at circle moving to spiral or maybe at diamond and, and you're putting it in language that they're not going to understand. Or you're marketing your products to people at Square who are not going to understand what you're talking about. So it's really useful to know the terrain of the work you're doing and the terrain of its likely most easy audience that's going to resonate with it. And So we often teach this work to business people. You know, We've done a lot yeah, of interviews generally. from a business perspective and marketing perspective, because it's really helpful stuff to know. And,
2: and yeah. it's also, you know, you could say that, well, it's, it's helpful to know the terrain of the other person and to maybe have two people at the same terrain. But if if spirit and love brings you together with someone, well, we're all here to learn and grow and, and work together and work and, and, and grow with each other and from each other. So if you're put into a terrain, into a relationship with people at different terrains, then there's an opportunity for you to really learn to support each other and to have compassion for each other and to understand each other. So that's just going to Yeah, but that's because you're like
1: you're, you're way over there under mama right. <laughs> You can it's see It's a very that. different but situation yeah. if someone's
3: at spiral or torrid infinity. In, again, someone and someone infinity. in here? No. Yeah. no that's, <laughs> that, that's the key point, what you just said. Like if you get a person at Pyramid and a person at Diamond having a relationship, that's really hard because for the first six terrains are what we call single frame terrains so that people who you know, where they're at is where they're at, and it's very hard to allow other people to be in a different place. Whereas once someone has come through spiral, the coherence-based terrain, they have such a multi-dimensional perspective, they really in, in a deep sense understand that everybody's where they're meant to be. And so stuff that would bother you if you're one was pyramid, one was square, doesn't bother someone at spiral if they're with someone at pyramid or there was someone at square, because they just they just don't have that need for us all to be on the same page. It's nice if you are, but you can work with it. You can work with it. You can come from love. You can have compassion. But if, you know, if someone's a square is with someone at diamond or someone at pyramids with someone in a square or someone with diamonds or someone with someone in a circle, that can present challenges. But as Alan said, there's a reason you've been brought together and there's probably stuff you're needing to work through and there's a lot of stuff you're going to learn. But if you're single and you're dating, you know, it's, it's useful stuff to know. It's really yes. useful stuff. Yes. But
1: now in your relationship, I know, well, you know, Mama,
0: what did you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is good. Okay. Um,
1: now, question
0: is is for me is can somebody who's in one terrain, we'll say square, like me. I'm going to use me as an example because this is where it came from. Can we see something that was in the the? I forget the name of it just before the infinity one, where you said they're more closer to nature, they more connect with right. nature.
1: Circle, No. Not the circle. The, the, just, t- the torrid,
0: torrid? Yeah, the Torrid. Because why I'm asking that is because when Gina was telling a story earlier about the house that she bought and that they originally had, nobody was going to tear down the, the the woods and they did. That kind of sort of happened to me, but in an odd way. Um, where I live, originally the property that's right behind, right over there, was all woods. And I used to go into the woods and sit and chat and Do my thing, and one day I was at work, and and this property was, as far as I know, wasn't sold. But I one day I was at work, and I felt this great pain, in in my in my heart, and it wasn't like a heart attack kind of pain. It was just, I couldn't, I cannot, could never describe. It It was just like taking a knife and stabbing it. It was really really hurtful. But when I came home, I found out that the property was sold, and. the same time that I was having the pain, that was the first tree that fell. Mm-hmm. And that connection was like, and I and, and I did a lot of people call me silly, but what I did was that night I went and I said to all my little friends out there, I said, okay, because I, I believe in the fate and and the wood people. So I said, okay, guys, come on into my house until you find a place to go, until things settle down out there, you can stay in my house. Big mistake, I should have told them to stay in one room because it's petrified my cat in the bathroom (laughs) my cat will not go in the bathroom without looking into the bathtub and he's never It's like "Mm -mm." but can somebody from like i say from square have a glimpse of what's to come in in another terrain?
3: we're all infinite beings it's a sign of your humanity and when it's you know we all have access to that so often like with our own pets or our own the forest on our own property, you know, something that we have a personal connection to that will connect us to that deeper, most infinite divine part of ourselves that is connected to all things, you know, that is. So we can have experiences like everybody's looked into the eyes of their dog or their cat and felt such amazing connection and love. Everybody, a lot of people who have woods on their property that they own or, or a personal place from their childhood has a deep connection to that land. And so that connects us to the truth of who we are, which is we are infinite beings. We are all connected to the great oneness. But someone who's that circle is living there all the time in connection-based terrain. It doesn't matter if it's their own dog or a dog they've never met. It doesn't matter if it's a tree that they've seen before or a tree they've never seen. It's just that's where they live. That's, the, that's their relationship to the web of life. But we're, we're all the same under all of our trauma, under all of our conditioning, under all of our childhood conditioning and programming and everything's ever happened to us we are all the same we are all deeply connected to love and to the earth and to our hearts and to each other and to the cosmos it's just what is in the way of that what's being layered over that so that we can't quite see it every moment we can see it sometimes and in some situations
0: mm-hmm.
3: maybe if we are an ayahuasca or if we're looking to the eyes of our baby or if we're playing with our pet there's times that we can peer through the layers and see it but someone who's stripped those layers off because they've actually been through that journey of expansion and growth they're living without those layers so they are kind of connecting to that all the time i don't know if that makes sense yeah
2: so way of it, it's like the maya they talk about the maya of illusion, and it is veils it's layers and the mysteries they talk about is veils so if you if you can imagine that you know at the core of it you are this innocent beautiful being And then you put layers of veils, layers of filters uh, on top of that. And and, and you're you're standing on the other side of that. You you can't really see yourself through all those veils until you start stripping them away. But you can have moments like you've experienced where you can feel that connection. We do have these, these peak experiences in life. The idea is that rather than having a peak experience or this moment once in a while or in a meditation, It's really where that becomes your lived, felt, sensed being all the time. It's you're just you're at that place. You're at that place. You're you're naked all the time. Let's say all those veils have fallen away, all those filters have fallen away. You've you've healed the trauma. Anything that's any narrative in your stories that are keeping you from this person or separated, you're just you're just naked to life. And and it's a very vulnerable place to be. But at the same time, in that vulnerability is your strength and your trust and your knowing you're protected, and so you you don't mind like a fool yeah. in the tarot, you're stepping off a cliff, but you're creating the cliff. You're creating ground as you walk, so you're not afraid of anything. You just you just are in trust and in in a state of uh, of yeah being all the time.
3: Yeah.
1: And I do think people that are, are, are born in areas like, uh, like the community you're living in have an advantage. And the, the Lily Dales, if you will, you know, those types of areas, spiritually enlightened people have an advantage. You know, but to, if you look be, at why someone
3: would choose to be born where they're born, like it's always a bigger picture. Like, as a spirit, we're choosing to incarnate. You might believe that, you might not, but let's play with that idea. You're choosing to be born in a situation that's going to create the circumstances to give you the experience you're here to have. So, if your higher if you're self wants you to start your life at square and shift a diamond, and then maybe one day to circle, it's going to put you in an environment where the prevailing terrain is probably square, the family's probably square. Maybe there's someone in the environment at diamond to give a kind of glimpse at that, you know. So, if, if a child is born into a community at Circle, like a lot of the children around here, they're totally connected to nature and living very simple lives, they're, they're, their higher self is probably wanting them to have that journey. They're probably supposed to start their yeah. journey at Circle because there's something they're, they're needing to contribute to the world, so they, so they won't miss somewhere. something. Yeah, They've actually okay. experienced the contraction of the first five terrains, so their their, their journey is requiring them to start their journey at Circle, and it's it's a minority at the moment, but. Maybe in a hundred years it will be a more common experience. Yeah, a minority
2: yeah. turn to majority. Your your point about uh, you know being in a community that's that's drawn together. Well, in in a global sense, what the ten terrains is providing all of us, and we are working toward this uh, goal of having us be able to have community at the terrains we're at, and so you can meet with people that you can relate to and and actually form new communities, or find people that are. Um, able to mentor you or guide you or um, help you so, sort of see things or, or learn things. And, and you know, and it works both directions, actually, because we're all teachers for each other. Yeah. So there's a large opportunity here to have expansion of what the idea of community is now that we're in this time of virtual space with the Internet, and Zoom and all of this. We can actually start to create new community that then eventually might all come together. We all then decide to live together on a property, but uh, that's now it's just like internet dating in a way. You think of like a lot of people are online now, and then they, they end up forming a physical relationship. Well, this is in a similar sense uh, in that fractal, the opportunity for us to start to learn about each other and appreciate each other, and then and then how that unfolds and comes together physically is gonna, you know, the spirit's in charge of all that. Just at yeah. that point. Bloody. That is
1: yeah. unbelievable. All right, we're, we're, we're at the end, and I'm not going to make yeah. you guys stay any later than possible because I know you're dying. You're melting. She's melting. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is What would be the, the, the final words that you'd want to leave our listeners with on why they should absolutely do this?
2: Well, I, I would say for myself, if you really – A thirsty plant if you really want to understand truth and you're seeking you're a seeker you're a truth seeker you really are choosing to learn about this world as i have my whole life i find this to be the most elegant and simple explanation you'll ever come across and i've looked at everything that's out there and this gives you a foundation so that as you go into the other teachings and other mysteries you'll have a context for them that now isn't hasn't been available until now um, so it's it's really about your thirst for your own self-development and your own self-knowledge. And you may have that now, you know, you may have that sometime in your future, but uh, it's really what this is about. It's really about answering those questions. Who am I by knowing where am I? You know, why am I here? All of these things start to unpack themselves and become the the you know, answers to the questions we've all been asking ourselves.
3: And that's particularly important if you're at a point in your life of crisis. Maybe you're at a crossroads with your career or you're in the middle of a health crisis or you're feeling like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with my life and confusion. That's often a time when people are drawn to our work because it's really urgent at that point to really understand why you're having all these challenges and maybe to get some guidance on what you're actually really supposed to be doing with your life at this point in time. And you can get that clarity from understanding what you're doing. And the other reason I I personally think, as well as what Alan said, which I 100% agree, that it's so great if you're somebody who wants to understand yourself. It's also incredibly helpful if you're somebody who wants to understand other people and get along with other people and have more harmony in your relationships and in your working environment and with your family, with your spouse, and just to have less conflict and to be able to come from greater compassion for yourself and the people in your life. But the third reason that, that it's really important to know this work is if you're someone who gets very stressed and agitated about what's happening in the world, politically and economically and socially, to understand the playing out of the different terrains and the clashes of the terrains and what's really going on at a terrain level can give you so much insight into what's going on globally, politically, economically, socially, culturally that it can take a lot of the angst out of it and go, oh, I get it, it's these pyramid dudes and these square dudes. Yeah, and exactly. It gives you a context and then you can have a bit more compassion for what's going on and be a bit more empowered in your reaction to it rather than coming from fear and anger and agitation. You can come from places understanding and then you can take empowered action. So we we found that, that people- makes
1: total sense and I didn't yeah. until I read this book. And I think anybody
0: who's listening is going to realize they need this book. Yes, take the quiz because it gives you a place to start, but you're going to need this book because it'll answer a lot of questions and it's like Gina, she read the you read the book first, and then you took the quiz. And it just sort of confirmed what one of the things that you were seeing in the book.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm, was- I'm from a staunch pyramid square background. You know, I'm a, I'm mm. a finished WAP. I'm finished in Italian. I had a, a bunch of pyramid Italians, and my family was staunch squares. You know, complete every one of them. And they are steadfast, and that's it. You know, I can't see them going anywhere else than they're mm. Perfectly content and happy being there, and I don't fault them for that. And and I you know, and that's why I resonate so much with that, you know. And I can understand and see that, and and you will too. You know, when you read this book, you'll say, "Oh my God, I know these people that are in these these realms." This you know, even the spiritual um, base type ones, I, I got people. I got people in almost all these realms, except for like infinity and the the no thing no um, particle no. But Pretty mm-hmm. much every 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 other one, I'll know at least one person, you know, and and it's an a- inspiration an aspiration, inspiration, uh, to get there, <laughs> you know, too. But yeah, I understand. But to understand what's going on globally and what's going on, especially in the U.S., you know, where we just had this horrible, you know, political battle. Oh, huh,
0: huh. <laughs> oh.
1: yeah. Battle.
2: So if I may may just add that if you are at expanded terrain, you're here as a role model and a way shower for others. If you've got somebody at Pyramid and Square battling politically, and you, the thing you don't want to go into is reaction because you're just reacting to, to their yep. The thing is to then come out in the world and show a better way because people are saying, well, you know, what do we do? What do we do? It's like the the thing Einstein says, you can't you know, solve the problem with the same thing that got you there. So the way to solve the problem is to step outside of that fight, if you will, that they're in and show a better way, show a, a truer way, show a way of the heart, if you will. And that's what others are then gonna see and go, oh, okay, well now I see what these guys are doing. They're just caught in their stuff. I like this new game. I'm going to go that direction. Yeah. So it's an opportunity for us to yeah. see a new way to be as a yeah. civilization.
1: Yeah, that and understand, you know, where the other people are at and and you know, knowledge is power. You know, yes. when you when you don't know and that's where the fear comes in, fear of the unknown, you know. But when you know, the fear is gone and you understand a lot more. And I I, I just by reading this I understand so much more you know and i thank you guys for that you know and i and i do hope um our listeners and and people that are watching will want to do this too because you really will gain a a whole hell of a lot on so many realms like we we talked about a lot of things tonight but not even all of them you know so really stock these two Okay, <laughs> go go to the YouTube channel. Watch their yeah. little videos, you know the the small videos, and get a grasp of what they're doing here because it really is it, it it's mind blowing. It, it quite frankly is it's mind blowing and and I eye opening. It. Yes.
3: Thank you, you know, so much for yeah, sharing yeah. that enthusiasm because it really keeps us inspired. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you actually helping people because we know it's helpful but it's so it's so powerful for us it's like yes i'm gonna get off this call and go and you, do some work there you go. <laughs> yes yes
1: but so kudos kudos and and thank you guys really so much and thank you for bearing the heat with us and i know yes love is there it's way too hot so so um hang with us just for a minute all right and, and you guys um join me and tiffany tiffany beth on tuesday uh with uh James Arthur Ray, seven to nine. And we will see you then. Mama D will be in the background. All right. Until then, we love you. Share the show. If you're listening on Anchor, watch it on YouTube. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us for another episode in the Fox Den. We're here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you a variety of guests, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and our Anchor venues. We would love it if you would go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B. and Mama D. And please subscribe, share, and definitely hit the notification button to never miss a show. We'll see you all next week. And subscribers, watch for our pop-up shows as well.